Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hopes. Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, on this awesome Tuesday evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited you are with us for the next 30 minutes, and I sure hope you will not be disappointed for sticking with us. You know, this national radio talk show caters to all of the communities out there. Please allow me to share some very brief, vital information with you about this show. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, brings an array of topics and exclusive celebrity guests to your table at your home, in your car, in your office, wherever you are right now. We certainly aim to deliver refreshing and original programming that will hopefully influence your life in a very game-changing manner. Our featured conversations and interviews are relevant to our national listening audience. Please stay connected with this show, and as I always say, please share us with everyone you happen to know. Tell everyone about this show, which is your show, Let's Talk America. I certainly value your commitment to staying connected with your family radio talk show. Listen in right now to hear from just a few of our dynamic, loyal, and dedicated listeners from around the country. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Join us Saturday, June 21st for the Wee Day 5K Run Flash Walk in Zumba in the Street. To register, volunteer, or donate, visit www.wedayfivek.org. As women, we win. In the meantime, we're listening to Let's Talk America. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and staying with this show. We are very grateful to have you on board each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, do you want to get on the air to say hello? Do you have pertinent community news to share with our national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. We certainly would love to hear from you. Also, connect with us out there on the social media outlets. If you're on Instagram, simply search Let's Talk America Radio Show. If you're on the very famous and fabulous Facebook, simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Lastly, if you love Twitter and you're always communicating over Twitter, please join our team. We're at SS Thornton. That's SS Thornton on Twitter. That's our handle for Twitter. Remember, all else fails, simply put the radio show's name in any of your favorites search engines, and we are bound to show up. We are on social media because we know you are too, so do stay connected with us. Well, I am so excited about tonight's featured conversation because it hits close 
to home. Tonight's featured conversation with our celebrity guests will surely impact you. Deborah Tillman is known by millions around the world as the star of the hit show America's Super Nanny, featured on the Lifetime Network. She has helped countless parents with critical issues regarding child rearing. She will join me tonight in a few minutes to discuss real issues for parents and guardians. You have to stay with me. No one will want to miss this important segment. Stay tuned in. As guardians, we don't always have the answers, so it helps to have an expert on board. That expert tonight is Deborah Tillman. She will be joining me, and I am so excited, truly. Stay with us. This segment is powerful and unique. Now, let everyone know that it's about to go down. Great conversation and awesome moving music at the end of the segment. This show is just 30 minutes long, and it's always jam-packed, so we have to keep pushing ahead to encounter thought-provoking conversation. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. Albert Einstein once said, Never give up what you really want to do. The person with big dreams is more powerful than the one with all of the facts. Again, Albert Einstein once said, never give up on what you really want to do. The person with big dreams is more powerful than the one with all of the facts. Always dream, always look ahead, focus on the sky. Powerful, wise words to live by. America Super Nanny Deborah Tillman hopes that all children dream and certainly reach their potential. I am so honored to have her on the show tonight. Please allow me to share some important information about our celebrity guest, Deborah Tillman. Frustrated after seven horrific child care provider experiences with her infant son, in 1992, Deborah Tillman ultimately took matters into her own hands by quitting her day job as an accountant to start a home-based school where she could provide quality daycare and instruction to her son and other children. An immediate hit among other families in the community, Tillman soon expanded her business into a 5,600-square-foot space with a staff of six serving 45 children. Shortly after that, her center amassed a six-month waiting list, and in 1998, she opened a second site to accommodate more than 100 students and 16 full-time staff members. Today, Tillman operates three child daycare centers in Virginia. Tillman holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Business Administration from Uppsala College and a Master's degree in Early Childhood Education from the George Washington University. She also studied at Oxford University. Tillman has presented workshops on child care throughout the nation and is the author of the very popular book, Stepping Out on Faith, A Guide to Opening a Quality Child Daycare Center. Tillman currently lives with her husband and their son in Virginia. Children are Deborah's passion. She advocates that the sky is truly the limit. Listeners of Let's Talk America, please help me welcome the one and only America Super Nanny, phenomenal Deborah Tillman. Good evening, Deborah, and welcome to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. How are you doing? I'm fine, Shana. How are you? I am awesome and just so honored to have you on. You are really considered the expert, and, and I have children and all of my friends and colleagues, so we are really going to ask you. <laughs> we're going to ask you some tough questions so you can help us all out. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> now, Deborah, you've seen a lot of issues affecting our children. What's the most pressing issue impacting the children of today? Wow, children of today, that's a great question. 
I would say the biggest problem that I've seen going across American families is basically not spending enough time with children. And I don't mean this in a sense that, you know, oh, I take my baby to basketball practice or I take them to, you know, cheerleading practice. I'm talking about spending quality time communicating and sharing your heart, mind, and soul with your kids. Yes. I've actually used to always say that we try to give our children everything except our experiences, and I truly believe that. But it's through our example of our experiences that we help children and we provide them with the wisdom and knowledge of things that we've gone through, and it really helps them navigate throughout their lives. And so I think that when we begin as parents to just sow into their lives and we have those intimate moments, and you just plant those little seeds. That's what I did for my baby. Yeah. Plant those little seeds, even though you think they're not listening. Um, they really do wind up, you know, reaping what they sow. And you wind up reaping what you sow because I have a 21-year-old right now that's about to graduate from Georgetown. Wow. And it's nothing but the grace of God. Wow. And, Good. And, you know, I spent time with them. Mm. Congratulations, Deborah, on your son's success. And you're so, you're so right because I always say the best way to show anybody's love, but especially your children, is putting in time. And you're echoing that, that it's important to spend quality time with them, not just the money, right? Not just saying, well, I financially support them. I pay tuition for school. But you're saying take the time to let them know you care. Exactly. Hmm. For a child, love means T-I-M-E. Yes. Yes. So please, parents everywhere listening right now across the nation, thank you for paying child support if you happen to be paying it as a mother or a father or you're paying for school and there's soccer and basketball leagues. But put in the time. That itself is coming from America's super name, Deborah Tillman. Now, Deborah, let's spotlight some additional pressing parenting issues right now. I've got to know this. Why do children have temper tantrums? <laughs> Why does it happen? Why tantrums? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, first of all, they're extremely common. Don't get stressed. I always tell parents, don't get stressed. They are developmental. Children will go through temper tantrums. It's how they deal with their difficult feelings and their sense of frustration. For us, we're adults, so we can deal with them another kind of way. But for children that are young, you know, they're just getting into their social-emotional skills, and they really don't know how to deal with their feelings. So when they fall out and kick and scream and holler, it's their way of dealing with their problems or issues or something that they don't like that's happening. So now, once that we know what it is, now that we know what it is, then I would say, like, how do we deal with it? Because really, when parents come to me, they're like, well, how do I deal with it? Because I just get frustrated. Yes. And I tell parents, the first thing to do is respond, don't react. Okay. Like, you can't can't just go crazy. Because really, children like attention. And when you go crazy and get all upset and start yelling and screaming back at them, they don't even hear you. And you're not teaching a lesson. Okay. So what I tell parents to do, calm down, take a breath, don't react to their temper tantrum. That's the first thing. Remain calm. The second thing that they should do is don't give in to the temper tantrum. Okay. I mean, parents are in the store, and the kid wants the candy, and the mom just is so embarrassed. Yes. So they just give them the candy. And they have to remember that children are creatures of habit. Okay. Whatever you start is what's going to be. I see. And so okay. I say, don't give in to the, I don't care how embarrassing it is, don't give in to the habit. Let them, don't give in to the, you know, falling out habit. Okay. The habit or the kicking habit. Let them self-soothe. Even if that means you're standing there and you say, when you're ready, mommy will listen to you. When you're ready, daddy will listen to you. Okay. Do not try to reason with them and negotiate during a temper tantrum because sometimes they just have to get it out. Okay. Okay. Once it's out. 
that's when we have to come to the child and say, now listen, what you just did is not going to get you mommy and daddy's attention. Okay, all right. I need you to, and then give them the tools. Tell them, I need you to talk to me. I need you to communicate with yes. me, even if you say, I'm angry. Okay. Tell me something. So it, once you do that, you know, you're giving kids tools to be able to deal with their self-emotions. I mean, I know adults that can't deal with things, and they have temper tantrums. So true. That's what we're trying to alleviate. Absolutely. Now, Deborah, great advice. Tell us this. At what age should temper tantrums typically cease? Because obviously I think if you see them in a 12- or 13-year-old, you're a little concerned. But around 2 or 3 or 4, we're like, that's more typical. But from your professional experience, when ideally does a parent want to see the temper tantrums tamper off? I would say probably closer to like three years old when they're really getting a lot of vocabulary. Okay. When they're 18 months, two years old, they can't get the words out quick enough to tell you that they're angry. Yes. They fall out and kick and scream. Okay. So as they get older, when they're getting more language and you're giving them more language and saying, I'm angry, you know, tell me what's wrong with you and they can actually communicate with you, then that's when you should really see them less than. Okay. Three, four, if I have a four-year-old that's falling out at my school, then there's a little bit of a problem. We need to we need to talk about it. Okay, so just address that head on. Now, here, parents, Deborah, want to protect their children from the dangers or not so proper ways of society. You're a mother, and you certainly get that. Yet, children will come in contact with other children of varied backgrounds or households, and that's just a a harsh reality. What should a parent do if the child is picking up inappropriate behavior, such as using harsh profanity or profanity of any uh, sort? Should a parent disallow contact with the child she or he suspects to be promoting the inappropriate behavior? What do you do? Because so many parents don't want to come across judgmental. They want their children to be able to be grounded and cope with all types of people, but yet you're saying they're a bad influence. What do you do? Help us out. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a couple of stages that you want to take different measures. I would say the, the earliest, the better. So the earlier you can get started with really telling your child and talking to your child and modeling for your child what good behavior is, then they're able to determine when they see bad behavior. Okay. So what do I mean by that? I say that I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old that I have in my school that I want to talk to because they're following the leader and the leader is acting out. Yes. Then I'm going to talk to them then and I'm going to show them, okay, this is good behavior or that's good behavior. This is the way I want you to model as a parent. I want you to keep them around, you know, good good parents, really, because that's where it starts, leading by example. If we're not cursing, if we're not a family that lies and hits and does all those yes. things, I tell my child, this is the way I want you to act when you go outside in public. So therefore, when they see it in public, they're more apt to make their own decision that, uh uh-oh, we don't do that at home. That's not what I want to do. So when when they're young, you want to really build in that foundation because that's really where it starts, that strong foundation, just showing them signs of things that look good so that they understand what looks bad eventually. Then as they get older, I'm sorry, like really when you have teenagers and they have raised them in a way where they know what good is, but yet they're choosing the wrong friends. Okay. My number one thing is with my teenager, literally, if I didn't know their parents, he wasn't hanging out. Okay, all right. You're not going to go over so-and-so's house, and I don't know who so-and-so's mother and father are. Okay. The second thing is, is that my son never did sleepovers. I mean, really, I just, I I was very, very, you know, protective of 
the environments that he was in, yes. you can't shelter your children so much that they want to do crazy stuff because Correct. you're not allowing them the freedom. So the best thing is to do, just show them the example when they're young and then monitor when they get older. Okay. So, and like you're saying, just do it in steps. Start off when they're young, when they're 18 months, that toddler at two or three, the right behavior, and hopefully they'll grow to be independent and make the decision. That's not how mommy or daddy or grandma or granddad does it. And then, and just like you're saying, even as teenagers, just be aware of who they're hanging out with because, yeah, there were so many parents say, well, I don't, I don't know their friends. They keep me out of their life. They close the door. They won't let me look at the cell phone. It's almost like two different lives, and I think so many parents are really frustrated because they want to be great parents, but they don't want to seem like they're overbearing. But again, your child is your responsibility. And let's be honest, I know a 14-year-old thinks they're bright and wise, but there's so much in the world that most typical 14-year-olds just don't understand. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. They don't understand and they're incapable of understanding right now their maturity level. And so it's up to parents because we are the leaders, the role models, the educators, be able to instill that in our children. And excuse me, if you're not paying any bills, don't shut your door. My son was not allowed to shut his door. <laughs> There's no door that you can shut in this house. Yes. If I need the phone, then you need to be giving up the phone. Okay. Parents are acquiescing too much to children and letting them control the household, and that's not okay. Mm, great point. Now, I want to talk more about teens right now because I know you touched on it a few minutes ago. Many uh, parents out there, um, well, and let's go here, a lot of teenagers really feel disconnected from the family unit. They do. Uh, but the parents, be it a single parent or in their two-parent home, what advice do you have for the parent? Listening in right now, they're sitting in their home. They're in Orlando, Florida, listening in, and we have a lot of listeners out of Orlando they're feeling that they're losing the emotional connection with their child, and it's bothering them because, of course, you know, maybe when they were two or three, they were lovable and they wanted to hug them, and now you don't know anything about my life. Stay out of my life. Stay in your lane, Dad, and I'm going to stay in mine. How can this be turned around? Speak to the parent that's concerned and really baffled right now, Deborah. Yeah, well, I told, I've been through it. Trust me. I've been through it so I can speak to this. Um, when it comes to teenagers, honestly, teenagers are going through a lot of things, mom and dad, really. They're going through hormones. They're going through changes on social levels, peer pressure, all kinds of things. And so what I tell parents at this age is really to kick into the patient mode. Like, mm-hmm. really, that's the order of the day. Um, some, some kids are just plain temperamental no matter what you do. Others are easily frustrated no matter what happens. So anger is often the order of their day. Okay. So in order to get them to, to us to a happy medium or harmonious household, I tell parents, be patient, start listening more. See, because when they're young, you can talk, train, and teach. Yes. But when they get older, I need you to listen to them. Okay. You don't need to do all that talking. You already did it. You already built the house, the foundation of the house. Okay. Now it's time to listen to this new being that's coming into the world because they are. It's too much happening in their life. And when you, when you shut them off, because, because they are unlovable, trust me, they will get attitudes and crazy. <laughs> you don't want to be around them. Do the opposite. That's when you have to cling closer to them okay. and let them know mommy is here, daddy is here for you. So I would say listen more, learn more of who they're becoming as individuals, which means you're going to have to spend more time with them. Okay. Mm. Getting into their world a little bit. Yes. Um, and then, of course, you love them unconditionally because we, 
somehow as parents start thinking that we never went through the stages of a teenager and we've never gone through, so therefore we could be so judgmental and just be like, you know, okay, I'm done with you. But really, you can't ever be done with your child. That's right. You know, it just means we have to be more and more flexible to be able to deal with them at the proper developmental stages. Okay, stick with them and listen more. Real talk with real people here, right here on Let's Talk America. We have Deborah Tillman, America's super nanny, and she is providing some awesome advice. I know everyone out there is surely taking notes. Deborah, let's have a frank uh, discussion about parents who just love and adore their children, uh, as we all should love and adore our kids. But they, a lot of these parents find it difficult to allow the child some age-appropriate independence. I want you to speak to the parent listening in right now who cannot accept the reality that the child has grown up to a point where some letting go needs to be taking place because I'm sure you know this better than I am. You have come in contact with literally thousands of kids, and you've seen them develop over the years, and there's that 25-year-old, there's that 35-year-old, sometimes they're 40 years old, and uh, they're very willing and capable. There are no uh, concerns there, but sometimes mom or dad cannot let go and saying, well, you don't really have to go out there. and There's no need to date. There's no need to do all of this because they're still trying to hold on to that baby, that lovable, chubby-faced kid who was around them at two years old. I want you to be real with these parents right now and, and just tell us your perspective. Is this normal? Is this healthy? Or are you really holding your own child back? Oh, yeah. Oh, good question. Love that question. Um, well, a couple of things. Parents you know, that are having a hard time accepting the reality that their children are growing up, I always say, just pray for strength. Okay. Pray for strength to allow yourself to let, to let go um, as they go through the natural progression of life. That's the first thing. Know that your job as a parent is to be a motivator and an inspiring person to your children. Okay. And that first things first, you've got to have a vision for your child. Yes. If your vision for your child is to be self-reliant, to have a good work ethic. Absolutely. You know, you're going to raise up this boy to be able to wash clothes yes. and to be able to cook for himself. Then, excuse me, that cannot start at 20 years old. <laughs> you have to start now. Yes. You have to have stores now. You cannot put the toothpaste on the toothbrush <laughs> at 40 years old. And so I always tell parents, okay, look at it this way. Yes, I know you love your little one, but if you love them, you'll set them free. If you love them, you'll give them an inch. Get, let, allow them to do the things that you know they can do on their own because what that does to them is it builds their self-esteem. Yes. It makes them more responsible. It makes them more confident. And that's the kind of child you want in this world. That's right. In America's society. That's right, to be independent and, like you said, self-sufficient yeah. eventually. You know, I'm not saying I agree with this statement, but I recently had a conversation with a friend who's an educator, and she was speaking uh, from her personal experience of what she's seeing in the schools, and she said that as parents, we have raised our daughters, but we have babied our sons. What do you think of that statement, Deborah? We've That's raised true. our daughters, but babied our sons. I totally agree with that, but I think it's more in terms of women. Okay, women, okay. Women um, baby their sons, no matter what. And I'm not talking about a single mom. I'm talking about when I look at the relationship between mom and dad, like the family unit, yes. I'm finding that the moms really do coddle and nurture and just, oh, my baby, he can do no wrong, but yet they're on their daughters. And then the fathers are on their sons. Why? Why is that? Because God created us like that. Okay. It doesn't mean we have to change. It just means we need to put things in order. 
mommy knows what it is to, you know, be a young lady, to wind up being, you know, a, a wonderful wife and mother. So mommy is great at raising a daughter. Yes. But dads are better at raising their sons. Okay. I'm sorry. I cannot teach Zeppelin how to be a man. Okay. I can't. No, I can, I can teach him how to be compassionate, loving, yes. responsible, but I cannot teach him how to be a man. He needed that male voice. I used mm. to say, stop doing this, stop doing this 15 times. When my husband came in the room and said, Zeppelin, that was it. Mm. Instantly. It's the way that God created us. Now, does that mean that single moms can't? No. I applaud them out there. I Absolutely. Mean, they the best that they can. I'm telling you, they are doing the best that they can, and they need, you know, a standing ovation for, for the work that they're doing with these boys. But they need some good role models. They really need their fathers, honestly, if mm. you want to be real about it. Yes. Their fathers, fathers, real fathers in these households, stop walking away from your children. They need mm. you. There's a hole in the souls of these kids because they are, like, they don't they have a lack of a male role model yes. and image. Powerful. And Powerful. Powerful words from America's Super Nanny, Deborah Tillman. She's on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Quickly, as we begin to wrap up the segment, Deborah, is television a friend or foe to working busy parents? I've got to know this. It's a tough one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, you know, the, the television itself, no. The programming, yes. Okay, okay. Um, you know, it's not anything new. I mean, back in the day when I was being raised, my mother, there were certain programs we could watch. Yes. Certain programs we couldn't watch. And so I believe that, you know, there are still some good programs out there that educate and, okay. and you know, entertain children. Um, but it needs to be monitored. I don't think a child should be able to just come home, let the kids turn on television, watch anything they want to watch. Yes. Because we know the TV is in the world, and we know TV dummies down America. Yes. So for children, I think that parents um, obviously are the ones buying the television. I think they are the ones putting it in their room. They are. Um, <laughs> that's not okay. There needs to be one television in the house, and therefore you don't get to turn it on if you're a child. So be mindful of the television. Supervise and monitor what you're watching. Okay. Be mindful of it. Thank you so much. Real talk here. Now, you are regarded as an expert by many. Who inspired your own parenting skills? I know you mentioned your mother would monitor your own television watching growing up. Who inspired you? Because you're such an expert. You're widely respected by many. You're logical. You're sensible. What you do has been effective for your own child and countless other children. Who inspired your parenting knowledge? Thank you so much, Dana. Um, I, honestly, I give it all to my mother and father. Wow. I mean, really, my mother and father, they raised three girls. My mother was a stay-at-home mom for a while. My okay. father was vice president of the aluminum company, so he was rarely home. But when he was, we understood and felt his presence for his little girls. Okay. But three things they did. Three things they did that I want American parents to start doing. Number one, they expected the best from us. Yes. I mean, my name, my, my, my maiden name was Washington. And before we left the house every day, they would look at us and say, you are a Washington. Like, what, what are you going to make this world a better place? And so in my mind, I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, when you're young, you're like, well, Washington must be a big deal. So we really aspired to that we could be. Yes. Um, number two, they educated and empowered us and they encouraged us. They did not leave that to the schools. They did not leave that to the teachers. They did it. They were the teachers. They mm. were the role models. I didn't have to go outside of my house to look for a role model. Mm, powerful. And then third, I would say they expanded our minds. They kept us reading. 
couldn't afford to go to Italy and Paris and all the places I go to now, but my parents gave it to us through our books. And, you know, a love of reading, a love of learning. Yes. We could travel throughout those books. And then they were best models in the world. They were the best models of parents Beautiful. I could ever ask for in life. And so I would say it was my parents first, and then once my husband and I had Zeppelin, he was my inspiration because mm. I did want to be the best mother, the best wife, the best girlfriend, the yes. best, you know what I mean, the best dynamic. He has inspired me now. Yes, and you are an awesome role model for all of us, the other parents, aspiring to be better each and every day. We've got a few seconds there for here. How can our listeners learn more about you? Are you out there on Facebook or Twitter? I am, I am. My website is um, Deborah Deborah L, because I use my grandmother's middle initial, so DeborahLStillman.com. And I am on Twitter. Anybody can tweet me at DeborahLStillman.com. Um, I answer your parenting questions. You can email me at Deborah Stillman, ASN, America Super Nanny, at gmail.com. And I have a book coming out on Mother's Day called Parenting on Purpose. Ooh, we're looking forward to that. You've got to come back on and share the great information out of that book. Deborah Tillman, America Super Nanny, it has been an honor to speak with you tonight. Keep up all of your great work and keep inspiring all of us parents to be better. Thank you so much. To God be the glory. All content original, copyright 2014 by Shana Thornton. The musician that dubbers music will take us home. The song is titled, You Don't Love Me Anymore. I'll see you next Tuesday night, everybody. You don't love me anymore. The way you did it comes before. I never knew it was a chore. To be in When I first met you, what can I say? I could have let you go on your way. I even felt you hold me at bay. But this drew me close with no delay. But you don't love me.